Welcome to the Union Strong Podcast. Where we tap into the CrossFit Union Square community. To learn more about how some of the most high-performing people in New York City do what they do. This podcast is about you. It's about our community. And it's about sharing perspectives and ideas with each other. From individuals that inspire us. Day in and day out. know we were recording um but this is a casual conversation uh with aaron who uh takes the 7 a.m class and she has two trees in her apartment that i am referring to uh if you're just joining us uh on this saturday morning in the trainer's lounge they are massive trees they are massive trees one of them is like falling over to the couch well so this whole week since you came, I've been trying to figure out. I was telling you how to stake it because it's falling over. Yeah, you can't cut the branches no, I off. Can't, I feel I can't like cut the branches. I, I know. Won't. I know. I know. <laughs> so, anyways, this week I was talking to my mother about, it and she was like, "You got to hire. Why don't you? Why don't you reach out to TaskRabbit? Like, there's got to be someone that knows TaskRabbit. Yeah, you know, like the, the website, like where you can hire people to do random ash. Okay. And um, so she was like, "Go on TaskRabbit, and I'm sure someone will be able to come and help you stake it." And so I, I had my assistant at the office help me find a task rabbit. And um, then I reached out and then the guy was like, you know, I was going back and forth. I had an appointment for him to come tomorrow. And uh, I was like, well, tell me what I should get so that I'm prepared for when you get here. Like, so you have the proper tools. And I sent him a thing on Amazon. He's like, well, I think you can, that'll work. And I don't think you actually need me. And I was like, okay, great. And then I reached out to like where I got the plant. And I was like asking for a suggestion what to do. And then this other guy's like, well, it's planted in a pot that's too big. So now I'm having like conflicting yeah. opinions. I don't know what to do, and it's really confusing. I know I I, I can put you in touch with uh, a guy that runs an orchard that may know something about oh. trees. So uh, <laughs> she's actually a fellow uh, member of Seven AM. Danielle's husband could be maybe be helpful in this uh, department. We could uh, maybe save that for, a, <laughs> for another, another time and, and maybe get away from trees before. <laughs> You know, this first attempt of a <laughs> casual conversation nobody listens to because everyone's now lost. But they are gorgeous trees. They are gorgeous trees. They are, they are gorgeous trees. You might have trees. to post a picture of them when you I think I may Instagram. do that. I think I may do that. Uh, but anyways, thank you for joining me this morning. I guess I wanted to kind of start off with just telling everybody who you are, what class you take, and maybe how you found CrossFit. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, so I, um, I take 7 a.m. Six days a week, um, sometimes five, but mostly six. Um, and I started CrossFit probably, it's gotta be six years ago, I think at this point. And um, a friend of mine who no, no, no longer comes here, Rail Kenny got me into it. He, um, I've always been a gym rat and I tore my ACL when I was 15 snowboarding. And in order to, after surgery, in order to keep my legs strong, I had to um, work out. And uh, so, yeah, I used to just always go to the gym and do random shit and then have, you know, a trainer once every couple months give me, like, exercises. And then it just got boring. And I, when, he, was he, when he told me that he was doing it, I was like, yeah, but maybe I can do both, you know? Like, and he's like, no, you're not going to need to do both. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what CrossFit was, right. like, and it seemed really intimidating. And then, you know, I came and became pretty obsessed with it. And... Um, and then, yeah, obviously got rid of my crunch membership, but because uh, <laughs> there was really no need. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I love it because what I always say is it wakes me up in the morning. Like, I, you know, I wake up at 625 
I walk here. It's about 10 minutes and I'm still asleep. Definitely still asleep. Mm -hmm. And then um, by the time I leave, I'm awake and it's great. You're ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. You just need to get there and then it, get it, it here gets you and you guys like wake me up and then I leave and it's like I can start the day. And I, I mean, that's why I love it because yeah. I love the, the opportunity to help people start their day in yeah. that way. Well, and I can never... I can't understand the like afternoon or like I'm also I was talking to Mary actually earlier this week and she was saying how like she can't come here without eating or drinking coffee mm -hmm. before like I nothing in my system yeah like that's nothing I would feel sick if I eat before. it's funny everybody's different I used to operate uh I played around with both but I found now that I'm taking class yeah. early mornings I'm not used to early morning yeah. training when I was really training it'd be 9 a.m so I'd need yeah. a little bit of fuel yeah, yeah, yeah. especially for the the sessions we were doing, but I like to come in and, and whereas when I would trade train later in the morning, I'd always have coffee and yeah, oatmeal yeah. and have a little routine with that. I like to come in empty stomach, yeah. have my coffee afterwards and then, and then have oatmeal or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so no, yeah, it's I, different. Yeah. I go, I go home after and usually I have bulletproof coffee and then I'm good till lunch. So you were saying that you've kind of had fitness as a part of your routine from a young age. Tell me a little yeah. bit how you grew up or where you're from and how kind of fitness has been apart from, you know, growing up and now. Yeah, so I um let's see. <clears throat> my um I'm from Montreal and um my dad, I guess he not his whole life, but at a certain age, I think when I was younger, he started running and he got really into fitness and he loves to eat. So, and he loves food. So, you know, his whole thing is I work out so I can eat whatever I want. Sure. And, um, so, you know, I've always seen him and he works out like a maniac. He doesn't do CrossFit, but he does like machines and all that shit. But, um, yeah, he, he's quite fit for, mm. you know, 60, almost 65, 66, maybe older. I don't know. Anyway. It's funny. We start to forget how old our parents, <laughs> and then you ask as them, we get older. I know. We forget yeah. how old they get. <laughs> and, then, and then you ask, like, I was like asking him the other day, I was like, how old's mom? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Same with my parents. Same with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, so, so yeah, so he, and my mother's always done Pilates and um, swam. So I've always had like fitness yeah. and healthiness and we've always eaten quite healthy um, in, in, in my life. And um, so, yeah, I think, and also like, you know, I was, wasn't the thinnest kid as a kid. So like mm -hmm. I always... You know, fitness was important, staying strong, and then you know, keeping balance. Balance. Yeah. That's the best way of putting it. You know, <laughs> and um, you know, and then the ACL thing brought fitness more into my life, and it gave me the reason. You yeah. know, like if my if I don't want my leg to twist out and it needs to stay strong, and then you know, and then I think just with CrossFit, I always what I love about it is no mirrors, none of that. You don't see how you look or care how you look while you're doing it. You're just like engrossed in it, and you don't think while you're doing it. Yeah, which you obviously think when you're lifting, but like you don't like, no, no, you just yeah, like absolutely. escape for an hour and you don't think about anything else. Sure. And it's really nice to have an hour of like your mind just not thinking. So that's why I like it. But, um, and it wakes me up, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my journey with fitness. And yeah, I've done like others. I think I've done, you know, I've done spinning throughout the years I've done, which I don't really like. Um, I like the competitive aspect of CrossFit because I think, you know, like Soul Cycle, I can't deal with that. Like, right. that. and yoga, just it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. I need to really sweat. And, um, but I have done, I do like, because I'm not a runner, but there's this one class in LA called, um, anyways, I forget the name of it, but it's a mix between they have treadmills and they have floor, and yeah. you kind of go back and forth. So it's kind of like a hit class, yeah. but it's hot, it's like super short 
on the treadmill, like two minute, like you keep going up and down. Like speed, intervals. Intervals. Yeah. And like that I enjoy. I just, I haven't done berries ever. Sounds like you enjoy the intensity of it. Love the intensity. Yeah. yeah. So that was my, I was curious. So what was kind of the switch that, you know, you were at Crunch and then you got introduced to CrossFit and what do you think really brought you kind of oh this is an easy decision I'll never go back to crunch was it that intensity or I think it was the it was the idea of it's like having a personal trainer every single day right like you know the guy that I used to see like I would see him every couple weeks and he would give me a routine that's what I would do three times a week or whatever four times a week and then the other days I just do cardio so it was just nice to have like you know for the amount of money I spend a month instead of spending on a personal trainer you constantly are getting every single day just someone giving you a routine to do right and you're getting stronger and Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's why I just never went back. And you're getting, you know, cardio, weightlifting, everything, you know. And learning the weightlifting was really interesting. And you could just see that, you know, I could see that I was getting stronger. And I realized, like, at a young age, I'm never going to be a pixie thin person, so fuck it. You know, like, Mm. I'm always, you know, I'm going to be who I am. And I'd rather be strong than anything else, so. And you felt like this space would just allow you to, this is who I am and I train this way. Totally. And, like, I think throughout the years, like, I remember at the beginning, I thought that, you know, you look around and you see people who are like much stronger than you, whatever. And I, like I'd gotten, you know, I'd, I'd mess my back up or things like that. I just go too heavy. And like, I've just realized throughout the years after doing it for so long that it's like, I'm not, a, it's not about for me, like going RX. Like for right. me, it's about just, you know, getting a great workout and feeling good and feeling like, you know, I'm sore every couple of days, you know, right. and that's yeah, a great yeah, feeling. Yeah. You know, it's not about just becoming the strongest in the class. I don't really care about that anymore. Mm. Um, I don't know if I just I also knew that my body was not meant to do that. I didn't have I don't have that structure. It sounds like you're just becoming smarter as we <laughs> I think maybe as we No, it sounds like something I can relate to a little bit, at least in the sense of you you become less like worried about what other people are doing and in terms of then comparing your what you're doing yeah. and and feeling like uh, you need to be different and oh. or you should be stronger or you should be fitter and I can really relate to that as much as you try and not do that uh, it's, it's really hard. easy to fall yeah. into that sort of pattern of thinking and when you when you kind of are constantly doing that you don't realize then how kind of limited you become in your own yeah. journey and your own kind of tapping into to the potential and and the I found the more you kind of can separate and let go of you know I, it doesn't really matter what this person is doing what really matters what you're talking about what can I do that makes yeah. me feel good and how can I challenge myself and I think as you've gone through these yeah. experiences you found CrossFit's a really good place to to ex- explore all those things and have the structure that a lot of people really like and have that more one-on-one uh kind of feel to it but then having that group uh kind of environment and space and and community yeah and I love the fact that like you know you can go on vacation and you can do an easy 15 minute workout like just with a jump rope and push up so like just like the notion that you don't need machines like you don't need that and you take it anywhere you take it anywhere and you can create you know all it is is it's you know doing getting your heart rate up and like moving you know and you know I think there's things that I still can't do. I, you know, I don't know if I'll ever Your be able to. Your gymnastics have gotten so much better, though. Which Your one? handstand push-ups well, look really yeah. good today. No, I might, like, double-unders. Yeah, double I can unders, do 50 in a yeah. row, which, like, that's something I bring on vacation, so it's a good place to mm-hmm. practice. But, you know, like, still can't do the toe-to-bar. Like, pull-ups, you know, that took me five years to get a But that's the thing. <laughs> like, pull-ups. I, and, but, and I've coached now, this is probably my eighth year, and... The thing that I hear, especially from females, is the gymnastics movement that takes so long. And 
I consider myself like a, a pretty good athlete. I competed at a high level and it took me a really long time to get efficient, not yeah. like somewhat yeah. efficient at chest bar pull-ups, yeah. at pull-ups, yeah. not even at muscle-ups. It was always that I was never quite good enough in those areas to balance out the rest of my yeah. strengths. Yeah. And th- so when I hear about people reflecting on their uh, kind of experiences in CrossFit, it, a lot of times I hear it's taken me so long to get pull-ups. And I'm thinking, well, of course, <laughs> like, especially if you don't yeah. have any sort yeah. of background and the fact that you can do one or two or yeah. start to put together a couple in a workout, it's like a lot of times we get so ahead of ourselves and expecting we should be able to do this yeah. and should be able to do that. And I mean, I can relate to that for sure that we don't realize you know, how much we're doing already. Totally. And then when we can be more with what we're yeah. doing, it's then, oh, I can keep, yeah. you, you so, sort of fall into it more. But that's the thing. It took me so long and I'm thinking, one, females don't have the upper body no, strength. No, like you watch, you watch these men just do regular pull right. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, And then what? you combined it with like a heart rate elevated yeah. and other movements that are con- going to fatigue smaller muscles. And a lot of times... It's hard for people to understand how to set the back and really yeah. pull from the lats as yeah. opposed to the biceps. It's going to take a couple of years. Totally, totally. <laughs> so I think like that's something that I definitely hear. And even hearing you now, it's like, but those look good. Like the toes, yeah. that comes, it took me forever. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also, to be honest, it feels like for me, the reason why... I can't really do toes bar. It's like a flexibility. Like it's like a, a lot of it flex. is hamstrings and hip yeah, flexibility. Like, I think that's uh, probably and then lats and yeah. just knowing positions and like yeah. little cues make really big differences yeah. in in those movements. Like really wanting to stay connected. Yeah. And if we're not engaged on the bar when we're kind of pushing back, yeah. you're not gonna you're gonna lose that swing. You're gonna get too far away, etc. Totally. So it's like the little things yeah. that can make big difference. Yeah. And then. Mobility is always going to play a, yeah. a part yeah. in movement and, and how we're restricted in yeah. some areas. But I found, I had this weird moment this week where I found that when I'm sore, my form is much better. When you're sore. Well, like when you're when, tired, you usually have to do things correctly. No, but what I mean is like after doing the pistols this week, we had like squat cleans or something and I was like, Wow, my legs are really going out, or like you know, just like feeling loosened up and jelly. Well, you're just like you're just like well, this is how like the muscles are like acting, you know. Yeah, it was just this weird moment where I'm like, oh, this is right. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this feels right. This was a tough week. I didn't do those pistols. Those pistols, like, well, I I will never like truly. I don't think my body can ever do a one-legged squat. We gotta work on the ankle mobility. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but today I did them like on I did them on the box, and that and I hadn't been able to do like that many before so slow slow progression that's all it's just there's no time <laughs> no it's exactly every day enough. and that's why i say it's like you know you get up here and it wakes up you know it starts your day and then every time you get in here i always say there's an opportunity to be better and i think a lot of times people think that means they gotta set a big pr or they gotta yeah. you know do some huge accomplishment and it's more the little things yeah. that you are presented with in a workout that you can take as an opportunity to push yourself and then you know training in that way can really start to strengthen a mindset that you then apply totally. you know outside of the gym i wanted to ask you about is you take the 7 a.m which yes. is I'm a morning person, so I'm always around. I know a lot of the 7 a.m. I think a lot of 7 a.m.s are going to come in and out of my casual conversations. <laughs> Training lounge studio. <laughs> That's a plug. There you go. <laughs> um, but tell me or tell uh, you know us one thing that 
you, you know, you spend kind of every morning or five to six mornings a week with a lot of the same people, something about yourself or something about what you do in New York that maybe we don't know. Hmm. That's a tough one. I know. Putting you on the spot. I got another one. I know. Well, um, let's see. I am half Egyptian. I didn't even know that. Really? No. Yeah, my dad. um, My first boyfriend was Egyptian. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sixth grade. (laughs) Matt Loppelbob. (laughs) Little plug there. (laughs) Shout out. Um, No, my dad was born in Egypt and um, they were exiled for being Jewish. And um, so, yeah, his side of the family, my grandfather was in prison because at the time there was... And I'm totally going to butcher this story. So, Dad, if you're listening, please. Sorry. Um, but I think this is a story because I have many weird ones that I've always thought were true but aren't. You'll be coming back, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, uh, my grandfather was imprisoned during the time of Nasser. And then my because he would melt, he was a jeweler and he would melt gold of the other Jews that they could Your grandfather, grandfather would melt gold. Okay. Yeah, he was a jeweler. He would melt gold of... Um, other Jew- Jewish families who were trying to leave Egypt because Nasser, at the time of his ruling, wouldn't um, they he he wouldn't let them leave with their kind of, right yeah you know, fortune good whatever and um, and then he got caught for doing that and so he got in prison so my grand my grandmother and my dad and his brother and sister left and fled to Paris and then stayed in Paris until he was about fourteen and then went to Montreal and then yeah grandfather. Not still with us, but ever out of prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, okay, he but... he got out of prison quickly and then met them in France and then they they couldn't start. It was hard for them to start a business in France, so then he moved to Montreal because of the language, French. And met your mother in my mother. My my dad met my mother in Montreal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. See. And then my mother is three generations from Montreal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So born and raised. And. Do you have a lot of Egyptian kind of culturally? Not really, up you know. So <clears throat> my dad didn't go back until four right, years later. Left, yeah. Um, because and you know because he left when he was six. Um, and we went back when I was I think my senior year in college, which was a while ago. Um, me and my mom and my dad we went back and we tried to visit different places he'd been. Mm. Um, to be honest, I don't have any interest in ever going back. Okay. Um, it's a very weird place to and I look. This was probably fifteen years ago, but. Um, it's a weird place to be a woman. Yeah. Um, I I felt very uncomfortable. Um, and I wasn't dressed inappropriately or anything. I was quite covered, but not like in typical garb, but, um, yeah, I definitely, it did not. It's very, uh, it's a very interesting place. Yeah. I'm glad I went, but I don't need to go back. Okay. Well, that's fascinating. Um, so that is. Um, that was your, yeah, that's a definite fun fact that you've not announced (laughs) when ever prompted in a drop-in class. There you go. Yeah. And then my last question before we wrap this up, but I would love to hear more stories because you said there was, you said there was some crazy stories. Actually, give me a preview of another one before I wrap this up. Another preview of, you know, a story that you had mentioned while talking about your grandfather being a jeweler melting gold while so escaping was, this from was, Egypt. This is, this, is gonna, this is just making, this is a funny little thing that makes me sound really stupid, but it's okay. Um, so this is like a little, you know, you get told that, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't know how I thought this, but I did. And I told, like, I think I was probably in fourth grade or something like that. But um, 
you know, people would know that I was Egyptian or whatever. And um, I was like, yeah, no, my grandfather built the pyramids. <laughs> so you told people that was your fun fact? Well, I was just like, yeah, no, he, he built the pyramids. Like, and, and like, you think about that now. No, that's no, ridiculous. <laughs> like, there is no way that's possible. Like, yes, great, 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 yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But not, not my grandfather. But was your great, 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 Somewhere on the line, did they build the pyramids? I'm sure. You're sure? I'm sure. Okay. I used to tell my tell people when I was young that my uh, uncle was the strongest man in Hong Kong. I didn't have any, like, <laughs> he lived in Hong Kong and I knew he was strong, yeah, yeah. but I assumed he was also the strongest man in Hong Kong. So yeah. the stories we tell when we're young. Well, no, it's so funny. And, like, you know, my father for many years had me believe that he went to Woodstock. <laughs> That's awesome. One day he was like, you know, I was asking him at Woodstock. He's like, yeah, I went. And, I was, and then years later I was like asking him something. He's like, yeah, no, I never went no, to Woodstock. And I was like, really? Then why the, Why did you lie? What was the point? What he just wanted to what ask else you, What else were you telling me that wasn't true? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, fun fact. So I thought a fun way to, to wrap up this casual conversations in the trainer's lounge. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> Plug. Uh, <laughs> One question that my coach asked me, which I've found to be something that can be uh, maybe take a little more time to answer, but what's one thing that if you could be doing right now, you would be? Ooh, I know. <laughs> I know. You mean right this second? I mean, not right this second because we're sitting here, but like if you could do something that and all it would require is just kind of right now starting, what would that be? I know that might mean we might need a follow up. That might, might be like the question up. that I start with people and then I yeah. then I come back with. Because my coach asked me that a while yeah. ago and I still what haven't quite figured it out. Well, that's the thing. I haven't quite gotten to it. OK, um, um, but it's definitely a question that makes you I had the similar reaction of, well, what would it be? Because yeah. I think a lot of times we tell ourselves that we can't do certain things and then. Uh, we never explore, you know, what we could possibly like doing and et cetera. Yeah. So I think, I think it's a yeah, curious it's, question to it is a curious question. spend I think, some time on. I think I've, you know, I would say maybe to flip it, it's like I think I've decided to start doing, you know, I've been cooking more, which I love, and I hadn't been doing that. Like, you know, I do it in a, like every once in a while, but now I've just been doing it much more often, and I find it like a really creative outlet. And actually when I did the whole 30 here, that was what got me into cooking um, because of just thinking about food in a different way. Um, and then the other thing is I was actually thinking about hobbies the other day and I was like, I need a new hobby. And um, so I started embroidery. Embro what does that mean? Um, it's like sewing. It's like, you know, you like sew knitting? No, it's not knitting. It's like you take, you know, friendship bracelets, you know, that, that kind of thread. Yeah. Okay. So you, you like, need, it's like, like a... needle, sorry, it's, need, it's not embroidery, needlepoint. It's like, Still don't know. Oh, um, like the the bracelets I used to wear when I was like a it's skater. that material, but you sew with it and you create these. I'll send you a picture. You create these like, um, you can they could be on a pillow or they could be in a yeah yeah. I think like, I know what you're talking um, about. So oh, yeah, nice. can I, you I, I do one? Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just really relaxing. Something that keeps your mind like because knitting was I, I tried knitting and knitting just like my wrists just started hurting and it wasn't for me. But I think you answered the question just in flipping it, and I think that in doing so that speaks to the ability to like approach things from different perspectives and finding hobbies that you really enjoy. And you tried knitting and it wasn't for you, but you really found something in embroidering where. Well, I've they, only done one. Right. Thing, but, but like, you know, we'll cooking yeah, and, no, I think it's like, I think you just need to find things that like, for me, I am an inherent creative person, but yeah. you know, I don't do it every day, but it's like, I think that creativity can be expressed in so many different ways. And 
I find a lot of it's actually, you know, you don't physically need to make something to be creative, but it's nice to make something sometimes. And so I think I find creativity in cooking and in embroidery and in, I'm not a drawer or a painter, but like, just like, you know, thinking as well and matchmaking things and doing, you know, there's many different ways to think creatively and it's nice to sometimes do things with your hands. I mean, as someone that has never considered myself creative ever until I kind of found a meditation mindfulness yeah. practice, I always associated being creative with oh, a painter or an yeah. artist or a musician, and I was never any of those things, and or a writer, and mm -hmm. I was never that. And having you know really strong identities that that just wasn't me, and then really being able to let go of those and finding that, like you said, creativity is kind of in anything we do and, and it's it just whatever kind of meaningful practice you find is a way of you being able to express that creativity. hundred percent. So I, I, even just listening to you, I, I think this is such an awesome thing to hear of, you know, everything that you do and being a very creative, I think, person inherently. What do you, tell you people don't know what you do. I do though, but <laughs> you should also, we should also end with that. Um, so I'm the head of sales at Smuggler, which is a commercial production and Division 7, which is a commercial production company. And I represent directors that shoot TV commercials um and other things but yeah big commercials you see on tv i yeah I help make them happen <laughs> see we, you don't even know who we have in our classes here at union square yeah U union, square. Union, square. <laughs> union square well thank you very much for, uh thank joining you, me this morning in our casual conversations, casual conversations. training lounge studio <laughs> uh, i am definitely going to have you back on our small little table can't wait. Thank you. Um, hold on. Eric told me I have to press a button to stop. Hold on. Let me just check this. Okay, I'm, forgot. I'm guessing I just hit that red, red button. button.